0: This is the pack brothers podcast here are your hosts david and michael greetings salutations and all that jazz from sunny orlando florida the city beautiful this is the pack brothers podcast i'm david pack and joining me as always is my identical twin brother michael pack and hello everybody out there in podcast land thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and hope you enjoy what you hear Yes, of the inaugural edition of our podcast, which with any luck will last what Three, four episodes? (laughs) Yeah, that's the goal, hopefully. Right, yeah. That's what we're shooting for anyway. Low bar, if we clear it, even better. All right, this episode is brought to you by Taco Bell's Rolled Chicken Tacos. Not that they provided us any sort of endorsement deal for that, but I just want to be a... letting you know about them, how good they are, and you can get the spicy ranch dip with them. And it's one of the best things that Taco Bell does. Yep, they're not for everybody. Uh, For example, if you don't like delicious food, you probably will not enjoy them. But if you enjoy things that are tasty, then I think you should give them a try. They're really inexpensive, just like just about everything else on Taco Bell's menu. So if you don't like it, well, you're out a couple bucks and you have a cool story. You can say, hey, guys, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to fast food, which I beg to differ, but different strokes for different folks. But, yeah, they are limited-time-only items, so make sure you get them. If you listen to this podcast before they're available, sorry. wait, They'll come around again. They're very popular. It is important, though. You need to have a sauce with them. You can't just take them right out of the wrapper and just enjoy them. The sauce, I think, adds an element to it that... Um, You really have to experience that way. Spicy Ranch is my favorite. They have multiple. They have nacho cheese. They have a salsa. Um, A couple others. The salsa's not bad. Maybe sour cream. I'm not sure. Um, But check it out. Okay, anyway, why are we doing this podcast? That's a good question. Why are we doing it? Um, That is a good question. So I thought maybe we should just go ahead and address that from the jump. Uh, I think it's sort of an interesting way to keep people appraised of what's going on in our lives. Uh, it's not really like a diary, but I guess it could be if I wanted to go back listen to it here in 40 years or whatever to hear what I was doing. It would be interesting to listen to um, just to chronicle what's going on, stuff that interests us about pop culture, snacks or food. Uh, just about anything that we think would be interesting is what we're going to talk about. We don't really have a set format or segments or anything planned as of yet anyway. No, yeah, it's more free form, just obviously a a dialogue between ourselves. We don't really have anybody uh, that we are speaking to. We don't have any guests at this time. We have no way for you listeners to be able to interact with us, although we are working on that through setting up different avenues within social media for you to contact us and to follow us. Yeah, what are some of those? I know that we do have some of that set up already. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to go to Twitter, at Pack Podcast, P-A-C-K-B-R-O-S Podcast, that's one way you can get in touch with us. Yep, also Facebook.com slash Pack Podcast. And there's also going to be a uh, Pack Bros where we'll put up links to the show and... If we mention something like maybe the rolled chicken tacos, for example, we can put up a picture of them or a link to them talking about that. Who knows? Yeah, we might even do blog posts, or we might do some type of uh, free-form writing that you can enjoy as well. This is all in the nascent planning stages. It's very subject to change without notice. We're still feeling our way through this, so just uh, be patient and enjoy what you listen to. And if you don't like it, well, I'm sorry. We're just trying, and... uh, Just give us a chance. Yeah, we've done some things in the past. You know, we had a website for a while where we did some blog posts, and we've done one semi-popular YouTube video that got picked up by a couple of sites, which helped out the uh, number of views on that. I think it's currently around 270-some thousand views, so that's not too shabby for a video. But we'll get into that another time. Just uh, stay tuned, I guess. Um, So... Who are we? If you're someone who's not one of our friends or family members who are listening to this, you may say, uh, I don't know who David Pack or Michael Pack are, so why do I want to listen to this? I need to know more about you guys, so let's dig into that a little bit. Sure, that's a good idea. Well, I'm 41 years old. This is Michael Pack. And I wonder if they're gonna be able to know, tell us apart by our voice. And that's always a good question Now, the people who know us very well can tell us apart on the telephone just by our voices. That's not necessarily something that people pick up on right away. I don't think that we sound that similar to one another. But certainly, if you're not familiar with us, then you're going to feel differently. But as you continue to listen, I think you can differentiate the uh, different aspects of our voices. Um, But anyway, um, based on uh, just a little bit of background on myself, like I said, I'm 41 years old and a software engineer and uh, currently, as David said, living in Florida, originally from a very small town in West Virginia, Baileysville, West Virginia, go Rough Riders, shout out to the old grade school and uh, high school mascot there. Very unique. I don't see other schools running around as the Rough Riders, so it's kind of interesting to not me. Not a lot of not a lot of Rough Riders out there. You see a lot of, you know, knights or cardinals, different animals and birds seem to be pretty popular, but not a lot of Rough Riders. No, no, it's actually interesting, and um, so uh, I used to live in uh, West Virginia for the longest time. Obviously, that's where I grew up. I. Moved out to Virginia uh, and lived there for approximately eight years. Virginia is a great state. I don't really have too much against it, Um, but the traffic in Northern Virginia can be pretty terrible. And it's something that after a while, just you kind of get sick of and want to change. And that's certainly the case uh, in my life. Uh, Moved to Indiana about, oh my goodness, 10 years ago, and have lived there for the longest time, but work has brought me down to Orlando, Florida. Oh, what a terrible thing, huh? I mean, here it is, getting ready to be. Uh, the cold time of year, winter is just around the corner, and uh, I'm not going to have to worry about any of that snow this year, except when I visit family back in West Virginia. Yep, um, we're pretty much uh, joined at the hip, so... A lot of things he just said you can go ahead and apply to me too. I'm the younger twin by five minutes. That's a question a lot of people ask. So there you go. That's trivia for you. Five minutes younger. And I mean there are similarities between us obviously. People always look for the differences and people say well you're the quiet twin and Michael's the talkative twin which you know it may be true to an extent. I think sometimes I tend to just sort of lay back and observe more, and then whenever I feel like I need to say something, I'm not shy about saying it. And if I get to know you well, I I talk quite a bit. Yeah, just a few more twin things while we're on the subject. People can give you the old stare down when they notice that you're twins, and then they'll offer helpful comments on how they can tell you apart. They'll say, oh, well, you're taller than he is or oh you're you're heavier than he is which is kind of strange when you're talking to someone you don't know very well and you're already making judgments on their height or their weight Uh, i can go ahead and let you know you know let you down easy here's the bad news we're not different heights we're not really relatively different weights so sometimes it fluctuates a little bit but we were then typically a pound or two of each other because we are together a lot of the time, and so we eat a lot of the same food or do a lot of the same activity. So just, I mean, that's the way science works. <laughs> if you move so much in you burn calories, and if you take food in, you gain calories, and it's just, metabolism's pretty much the same for right. both of us. Right. So, you know, all the people with their helpful hints on, oh, here's how people can tell you apart, not usually on the right track with their guesses, but I know they mean well. And some people use, like, moles or freckles or the way the hair has combed, which is probably the better, better way to go. Yeah, actually, the best way is just to get to know us. And then you'll be able to tell us apart very easily because you'll pick up on the slight and not-so-slight differences between us. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we could go into, we could fill a whole podcast on, Episode on twin stories, or how many times we were asked if we were twins and different stories about that. How many? Just how many times today were we asked if we were twins? At least twice. I don't know at least twice. There was one in Coles, and that was one of the times <laughs> where the lady just seemed so proud of herself. Oh, like, she giggled, yeah, yeah like, oh, yeah, you can tell, huh? Yeah, and then you have to move on. Which I don't know. That uh, there's no real good way to end that conversation. Hey, are you twins? Yes. Okay, now the ball's back in your court, lady. What are you gonna say? And there's <laughs> there's no real like follow up on that unless you start asking the the twin questions we can which we can get into in another episode oh, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah we, I'm sure we will. If there's anything specifically that you out there want us to talk about, we'll be happy to entertain those options. We can't guarantee that we'll get into them, but you know, we do want to make something that's. At least somewhat entertaining, not just for us. But if it's entertaining for you guys, it's certainly a a nice bonus. Yeah, absolutely. If you have any twin questions that you've always wanted to ask, I can almost guarantee you that we've heard them, but I'm not offended by them. It's something that I'm used to by now, so you can go ahead and post those whenever you want to. Um, I'm sure we'll have a way for you to get in contact with us. Try the Twitter and the Facebook first, and then we'll have another option later on. Maybe an uh, email or further questions. But Twitter and Facebook will work just fine for right now. All right. So uh, what do we want to get into? Uh, how about we just talk about kind of what, what went down yesterday? Began uh, pretty typical uh, day of work. We uh, have the luxury of most of the time we get to work out of the apartment. And so we have our computers set up there and phone. So people can contact us and we just sort of dial in to our corporate uh, servers there and you check emails and have meetings and all that exciting stuff. Not really that we won't go into right now. But after work, we decided to go to the happiest place on earth, Disney World. Yep, and the Walt Disney World Resort. That's one of the handy things about living down in Orlando. You can head off to the parks anytime you want to. Uh, we made the investment shortly after arriving down here for our six-month stay in a, uh, we made the investment for a annual pass for the Walt Disney World Resort. And that little magic card gets you into any of the parks uh, all the time, no, no blackout dates with the option that we went with, uh, free parking, discounts. And we should have maybe had this episode brought to you by that annual <laughs> pass holder thing. I, I'm doing a commercial for it right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the things I'm passionate about is uh, Disney. Uh, it's I'm a big fan. I've been a big fan for years and uh, it's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy going to the parks. I don't even have to necessarily ride a ride to have a good time at Disney because there's just a ton of different things that you can do to enjoy yourself. You know, we decided to go to uh, Animal Kingdom uh, for the day. It's Probably one of the parks there. It's the newest uh, portion of the theme park. But it's also, I guess if any park is going to be a half-day park or even a less than a half-day park, that's the one that you're going to go to just because, one, it's relatively new. And, two, there's not a great number of rides there right now. And we really only wanted to go on one ride, which was Expedition Everest, which if you've never ridden before, it's definitely worth your time. It's exciting action-packed roller coaster. The theming is very good. It has some surprise twists and turns. Uh, But the biggest surprise uh, and the most exciting part of it was not in the ride, but it was (laughs) the line from the ride to actually get on the ride. Right. Now, uh, we had a fast pass, which if you're not familiar with that service at Disney, is if you have taking the time to plan ahead. Even the same day when you know you're going to go to the park, you can make a reservation that is called a fast pass, which allows you to take a separate, much shorter line than what Disney refers to as the standby line, which is the line that everyone else who doesn't have a fast pass have to use. Doesn't cost anything. All it costs you is some time out of your day to plan ahead before you make it to the parks. So we we were in the fast pass line, and um, actually we were getting ready to go into the fast pass line when right in front of us jumped two uh, wayward children. Really, it was just one kid jumped in front of us, and then we heard behind us another kid yelling out the little boy's name, and it was his uh, older sister, and she jostled and bumped past us to uh, join him there. Which is fine. I mean, you're going to have that in a crowded amusement park. It really wasn't that crowded. Kids are kids. Right, yeah. So it wasn't that crowded the Animal Kingdom yesterday, but still, they were excited to get on Expedition Everest ride. I think, actually, they had just recently completed Collie River Rapids, which the, my clue to that was that their clothes were soaking wet and they were bumping into people, including myself, and I could feel their wet clothing. So unless they were really excessively sweating, I think they had just ran off that one water ride and ran straight to the expedition Everest, perhaps to dry off. Yeah, that's, I think that was exactly what was going on. And, you know, throughout this story, I want to assure you know, people that we are not you know, misanthropes. We don't generally <laughs> hate mankind or children in all their forms, but uh, if just No, I, I love kids, yeah. Okay, but go on. Go ahead. But anyway, these kids, as you might expect in in a Disney theme park, they were very excited to get on the ride. And Disney is famous for having these lines on their experiences, their attractions, that corral you back and forth uh, in zigzag patterns in order to try to utilize as much space as possible to make it seem as though the line is perhaps shorter than it is. It's kind of a persuasion or tool to take some of the pressure off of uh, your, your mind, I guess, as you're anticipating getting on the, the attraction. Right, and for most of the, I guess, corral that you're going through, they have these sturdy wooden or plastic barriers, but there is one part near the loading zone where you're getting on the actual roller coaster that is just a string, or a, a rope, I guess, uh, that's all that's protecting you or keeping you from boarding is this one final rope and if you spend any time with kids at a amusement park they're not a big fan of standing still if there is a barrier next to them they're going to try to climb it even if they're told not to try to climb it, I just think it's something just inbred in them that they want to try to get higher or something. I don't know. But they will try to... I think it's because they're short. Yeah, I think that, They're just trying to get a better view, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm taking my height for granted, even though I'm not anywhere near tall. Uh, but I'm what it was like to be a kid. I like to climb things, too. And that doesn't really bother me too much when kids are climbing stuff, because I'm like, yeah, that's what kids do. Right. And, you know, some of the rides will have different barriers in your way. Sometimes it'll be a chain. Kids love to sit on the chain or swing the chain. This, as David said, was a rope. And uh, they wanted to grab the rope and swing on the rope. Right. And this, that's just pretty much where the crux of the problem was because they were right in front of Michael. I was behind him. And they would grab this rope and they would put a lean on it and then pull it back. And so when they did that, They would collide with other people. People who were next to the rope would be sort of jostled to the side. And I think it was just one too many times the uh, girl in front of Michael uh, jostled uh, the rope and then fell back into Michael. Right. And, and, you know, most of the time that doesn't bother me. Maybe my blood sugar was low. I I don't know what the problem was. But yeah, I just kept getting bumped by these kids, and who, uh, who were soaking wet. I who say. were soaking wet and had not a parent within, uh, you know, the vicinity of the ride. So far as I know, yeah. these and were yeah, unaccompanied they, minors. Yeah, they were. They were pretty young kids to be running around by themselves. I don't think the oldest one had maybe cracked ten years old, but I, d- I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I I was wondering really if the younger kid was gonna make the height limit for the ride. Right. I was wondering if they were going to get up there and it was going to be a bit of a sad moment for that kid. But apparently... It no, was the a sad problem. moment came much sooner. <laughs> well, okay, exactly. So, so you know, I get bumped into one too many times, and, you know, lovingly, I just grabbed the barrier, the rope, you know, yanked it in place, and said, stop that. Stop that! <laughs> okay, I did not say it like, you know, the Joker from The Dark Knight or anything like that. I, I did not... <laughs> Say it <laughs> in such an angry manner. I said it in a firm, <laughs> definitely firm. Yeah. Uh, parentally, is that a word? Parentally? A- yeah. Uh, authoritative. Author- yeah. Yes, I was the authority because, again, no parent, so someone has to, you know, keep the kids in line. And you gladly filled that role. Uh, exactly, right. So, yeah, just stop that. And you know what? Here, they stopped it. <laughs> yeah, they uh, thought I stepped away from the rope. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I got stared at by the kid. I'm not going to lie. They were, I think, a little bit surprised. They might be some of this generation that's never been told no before. And so it's something that they are new to. Well, I'm sure I left an impression that they're probably thinking about it during the whole ride when they're supposed to be <laughs> having fun and uh, seeing all this stuff. They're thinking about <laughs> the yeti that they saw in line who uh, screamed at them. I, I'm not trying to be scarier than the yeti. I wasn't trying to uh, to shock them into submission. I was just trying to you know, enforce the rules. The rules are in place, you know, to make everything safe and fun for all of the guests at the Magic uh, the Kingdom or the Animal uh, Kingdom or wherever you are in the park. Oh, mission accomplished <laughs> because uh, you certainly set them straight. Well, you know, okay, I'm just doing my service. You're welcome. Uh, everyone else in the line who were thinking the same thing, or maybe they weren't, I don't know. But uh, it, it was all better after that. They yeah. They behaved perfectly well. And uh, we got on the ride, enjoyed it as always. It's a fun ride. Yeah, um, certainly check out Animal Kingdom and all the Disney parks if you do get that chance to do so. Absolutely. And uh, so we we rode that ride. We uh, did a little bit more exploring uh, within the park. And uh, after that, we headed off to Disney Springs, which is their... Uh, more commercial environment of the resort where there's a lot of shopping and dining and different activities for you. Yeah, there's a bowling alley there. There's a big hot air balloon you can go up in. They've got tons of uh, restaurants and tons of dessert places. A um, lot of shopping, too. It's kind of like a big Disney mall, outdoor mall, if you want to think about it that way. Exactly, yeah. And one of the things, I mean, you can see Cirque du Soleil there. You can see... They're building a giant Planet Hollywood restaurant and it's going to be something to see when it's all done. And one of the items that you can uh, experience is something called Disney Quest. And we met some friends there that evening for a good time. And what Disney Quest is, if you're not familiar with it, is basically a large five-floor or five-story building with different arcade games on each level. So you'll have one level that's... Kind of dedicated to, I would almost say it like that. Floor is Adventureland. You have a Jungle Cruise ride that you can ride. You have a Pirates of the Caribbean, a 3D movie ride that you can kind of interact with. Yeah, you got like one person the captain, and then you have up to four other people in there shooting uh, cannons out of these little cannonballs. You can you pull the string and. Uh, yeah, the Not cannon. a real cannon you're, shoots the cannon out, fires but, uh, yeah. the cannon fires these fake cannonballs on the screen. Right, exactly. And you're shooting uh, ships trying to get their gold and fighting dragons and ghost ships. It's, it's a fun ride. It is. It, it's a it's a fun little uh, experience that you can encounter there. And there's jumbo safari games and all kinds of uh, different games that kind of have that theme on that floor. And other floors have different themes. There is a uh, floor with a different kind of uh, classic video games from Tron to Kangaroo to Pingo, Joust, Mr. Do, all the old favorite video games from the golden age of video gaming. Right, and then they have a whole bunch of, I guess what you would consider ticket games, but they don't give any tickets. And why don't they give tickets? Because every machine in this place is set to free play. Once you pay your fee at the beginning to get into the Disney Quest, every machine in there is free to play at that point. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should have brought that up earlier. But at any rate, uh, there's one floor that has several pinball games if you're into that. There's also different experiences that you can do within the Disney Quest building. There's a uh, bumper car game with Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters where you can actually pick up these different balls within the uh, actual bumper car and shoot them at another bumper car and make them spin around. And you can also, of course, ram into each other uh, with reckless abandon, as you would expect with a bumper car but they add that little extra level of detail to it, which is not su- you know, surprising with Disney. They like to plus things and make them more exciting than what you would typically find at your local state fair or mm-hmm. other amusement park. Yeah, but we uh, we spent quite a bit of time in there. I uh, almost lost track of time in there, in fact, because we didn't get out for <laughs> a while. And uh, I was pretty hungry by the time I was out of there. And then you know, the questions start getting asked, where do you want to eat? Or, where are we going to eat? And so that, that turns into a... Uh, A little bit of a mission to try to figure out, but where we settled was, uh, or some of us (laughs) anyway settled, uh, for this place called Deluxe Burgers, which the burgers there were massive. Yeah, they were Uh, definitely Deluxe size, if nothing else. Yeah, the only thing Deluxe, wasn't Deluxe about them, was the bun. The bun didn't quite hold up, which... Yeah, that's that's always a problem with me. If you can't have good, like, bun-to-meat ratio and you find yourself <laughs> just like a caveman at the end, just eating a huge piece of meat with no bread to go with it, it becomes like a big meatball, essentially, that you're eating. R- r- right, yeah. I mean, it was a good quality burger. got the El Diablo burger, which was a mix of beef and chorizo, which is something that I'm really into. I enjoyed the chorizo Mexican sausage quite a bit. And it also had some fried banana peppers on it, I believe, and some Monterey Jack cheese. uh, Pepper Jack, I think. Pepper Jack. I knew it was some kind of Jack. Pepper Jack. That makes more sense, doesn't it, for an El Diablo burger? Yep. And there's some chipotle mayo. And then we got some fries with some curry ketchup, and they were curry-licious for sure. Absolutely. So I can fully recommend Deluxe Burger. Afterwards, we went to Sprinkles for dessert, which is a dessert shop in Disney Springs. I think relatively recently opened dessert shop. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And you could get all sorts of different dessert options there. You could get a cupcake. They had several varieties of cupcakes there. You could actually get a cupcake sandwich, which were two cupcake tops with a scoop of ice cream in the middle. I don't know what they do with the cupcake stumps, if they have a another brand out back where they sell stump cakes, which is just, you know, doesn't sound that great to me, but... <laughs> no, I don't think I want to enjoy a stump cake. No, I, I, would, I wouldn't either. I, I, I hate to think that they throw them away, but maybe they grind them up, and I don't know. I'm sure they've got some way to take <laughs> they care of them. They may ship them off to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, feed <laughs> they feed the tigers or something. <laughs> because they're always asleep, and now we know it's because it's a sugar coma. That's right. They're... A belly full of stump cakes. So I would be asleep, too. <laughs> yeah, stump cake diet for the tigers in Animal Kingdom. Uh, but then, yeah, after that, we uh, I think we just headed home. It was pretty late after that. It was, and traffic getting out of Disney is never really a magical experience, especially when it's late. Everyone's just trying to get out of there, and it's always, uh, almost always an issue with traffic. But it's just something that you have to go in expecting. And after living in... Northern Virginia for eight years, traffic doesn't really phase me at this point. You can't throw too much at me. That's going to shock me. Right. As long as the cars keep moving, it's it's okay. Once you've sat in traffic in Northern Virginia for an hour and you've went about a mile or so, after that, you just kind of roll with the punches. Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, well, I can hear crypto scratching at the door. (laughs) <laughs> which means I guess it's about time for us to wrap this up. Um, we really don't have a set time limit, like how long is the episode going to be? Uh, I think this is probably going to be close to 30 minutes, and then um, we'll just work on later how long it'll be. Maybe me, me get up to an hour sometimes. Who knows? But we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we are um, happy you joined us, and maybe you'll say, hey, what's that song at the beginning? Or watch that song at the end. We'll find out. Let's see what this is right here. Ooh. This sounds mysterious. Uh, drum roll, please. Now, true fans already know what this is right here. Yeah, name that tune. It's, it's simple for if you know this part. Ah, yes. All right, but yeah, turn that out a little bit. I don't want to be blasted out. Um, but. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for the uh, next podcast whenever we decide to release it. All right. Um, All right. See you guys later. All right. Thanks, everybody.